0: Hello and welcome to the Carney E-Free Podcast. I'm Cody Riedel, the Communications Director at Carney E-Free Church and we're just so thankful that you stumbled onto this podcast where we talk about things that are going on in our church and in our community and even around the world. So today our guest is Justine Cheddar who is our Community Engagement Director. Justine, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Absolutely, I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so one thing right off the bat, people might be thinking, "Okay, community engagement director. Mm-hmm. What does the community engagement director <laughs> what's What's community engagement? Yeah, what, what, what do you direct?" So,
1: great question. Um, so, I would say, man, to make a long, long <laughs> description short and concise, I would say so. A couple of things. So, first of all, we like to say that we have an in-house answer really to people in poverty and to um, people who are struggling financially. So that's our storehouse ministry. So that's here on site in the church, volunteer run, all that kind of stuff. So that does fall under community engagement. And then the other side of it is as our church attendees and our church body just falls more in love with Jesus and more in love with who he is and who he's made them, him, them, as individuals to be our hope is that they now want to just go out and spread the good news um, and so that's the that other side of community engagement where really we think about okay on a Sunday morning or on a Monday night or whatever, all these chances to get equipped, whenever we come here on site and we're changed and we experience life transformation, the thought is, how do we take that out? Um, So community engagement really can be a huge variety of things. We have partners, and that is a little bit more for if you're just getting your feet wet and you're like, man, I don't know, but I wanna sign up for something or I want something that's already organized. That really is a fit with our partners. And those are people we've identified, organizations around town that were like, they're doing amazing things, and we want to put people and basically our resources behind them so that they can succeed here in the Kearney area. And then the other side of that is really just living on mission. So, for example, we like to say, okay, maybe you're thinking – I'm so busy right now, I'm raising a family, or I'm working a job full-time plus, I can't sign up for something. Then we'd say, well, do you go out to eat? So if you go out to eat, so say you go to um, a restaurant, how can you take that time to just be on mission? So maybe that's with your waiter or waitress. Maybe you frequent a restaurant. So then we would say living life on mission can look like just asking your waiter's name. And then, oh, now I saw them again because I frequent this restaurant. So maybe I'm going to ask a question, a follow-up question. Mm -hmm. So really when we think about community engagement, it's as broad as that. But then it can be as specific as we do have a couple opportunities that people could sign up for with organizations or internally and really start to get their feet wet with with Mission.
0: Yeah. Yeah church initiative that we've we've gone through is is the idea of going from Sunday to every day, taking what yep. we hear on a Sunday morning and in, in the scriptures and applying it to our other everyday rhythms yep. in life. So
1: absolutely. Yeah, we did that what, two years ago. Yep. So that was really kind of laying that foundation of, okay, what does it look like to come to get equipped? But then don't stop there. Like yeah. don't just we don't want it stuck here in our doors. We really want to right. send people out. And you know, Cody, that made me think of this other thought with community engagement is When we think of mission and missionaries, we often do think of global. And so then there is that other element, too, of I know for me and my family, we probably can't travel globally right now. We probably can't go be missionaries somewhere. And so then we get to cast this vision of if your heart, if you... If you're captured by the gospel, your heart is gonna feel some sense of mission. Like it's gonna want to take it somewhere and give it to someone. Hmm. And so we get to come and say, you don't have to go global. You can do it right here in your backyard. People yeah. need it as much. Um, it just looks different. Yeah. So, yeah. And
0: I like the, you know, the the flexibility that you've you've explained, where you know we partner with certain um, businesses or yeah. nonprofits here in town, but then also applying it just in. In your own life
1: yeah so. absolutely I agree
0: um, yeah. maybe it'd be good just to list the official non profits yeah. nonprofits sure. yeah partners, partners. yeah
1: cuz they're all all unique so yeah. we have healthcare clinic so that's our free clinic here in our community um, uh, we like to send them volunteers the nice thing about healthcare is it can actually be for people who have a specific um, like I don't want to say talent or skill, but even like a specific career. So we mm. have medical doctors that we'll send there, nurses, lab techs. The other side of that, though, is it could be for receptionists. So if you love just being a receptionist somewhere, it's all volunteer based. But then um, you kind of get to rub your shoulders with a lot of different people because it's a it's a healthcare, yeah, um, a clinic. So that's pretty exciting. Um, it's so cool to see too, because when you think about mission field, when people are coming in and they are, um, I mean, we've all been there, right? Like sometimes we go to the doctor, it's a really scary place. And so then you get to think, man, I could have a huge impact in just calming their hearts and Mm -hmm. minds. Um, and who knows what's, they're going to find out on the other side of the doors. Um, so that's a, uh, that's just such a cool mission field to think about. Uh, the other one is International Friendship Program. That's our partnership with UNK. That's been going on years and years. I grew up, my family did IFP. We had oh. um, students in our home all the time. And so that's kind of cool because I'd say long, like the longevity of that partnership is what's so cool here, specifically to E Free. Um, that is really with, you get to just invite in international students like for lunches birthday parties whatever you don't they don't stay with you but they just get to have a friend basically a family that they're like hey i know i'm gonna get to have dinner sometime and get to have um some family many of them are lonely i mean you think you leave your family and you can't connect with them you just want kids around a lot of them say things like well we just miss having kids around my Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews and so it's just being your normal self and you're just inviting them in Um, that is also really cool because there's some levels of engagement, which is really nice. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, the other one is we just launched, which is our Kids Hope program. We're going to talk more about that in depth. But that really was came out of this thought of, okay, when we think about being on mission in our community, the schools really hold kind of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about the um, needs of the community i feel like are felt and seen most in our schools because we get to just have a front row see of what is happening in these kids lives and then what does that look like as far as the adults that are caring for them Um, so that is with our partner school emerson Um, and then like i mentioned we have storehouse so that's our internal one and that primarily serves people who have hit a rough patch financially So those are what we call our formal partners. So why we say partners is that looks like if you want to serve in one of those areas, we will sign you up with our organization. The other side that's kind of fun with community engagement is what we call our network. And that is so for Restore Ministries, they do disaster relief. So, for example, when we say in our network, let's just say this happened I mean, a while ago, but like Tennessee had tornadoes that um, ripped through Nashville. And say you're watching the news and your heartstrings are getting tugged, and you're like, man, I really want to help. I want to help with disaster relief. Mm-hmm. We would connect you with Restore, and they travel all over the nations um, as they are available to help with disaster relief. And so that's a trusted organization we could put you in contact with, same as like a Samaritan's purse and whatnot. So the other side of that is to really help people field into a place that they can trust that they're going to serve. Gotcha. then the other thing is our adoption fund, and that is in-house, but it is available available for believers who are not attending our church too. Okay. And so the whole point with networking is, say you're going to be adopting, not only are we going to do a grant, but then we want to get you connected with other couples who have adopted or in the process or whatever that might look like. So it's also about just providing support and connection. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, so we've got our formal partners, and then we have two in our network, which is – um, just we can they're verified we can trust them and we can point you in their direction
0: yeah and if you just want yeah. a little snapshot of of all of these uh, partners in this network um, everything's listed and written out at the at the website at com slash community engagement mm-hmm. yeah um, let's touch on some of the details I guess on on some of those like you mentioned um, the International Friendship Program has some uh, conversation. Wow, that's a tough word. Conversation (laughs) tables, just like we're doing right now.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
0: that opportunity.
1: Yeah, so I think what's so fun about International Friendship Program is if you have a heart for people who are just different from you, this is a great way to become comfortable with that. So, just stumbling over English, you think right. this chance of being able to talk to them, they're looking, our international students are looking for places to practice their English. That's the heart of this. Yeah. So, not only connection, of course, being able to just sit with someone, it's also about giving them a chance to just practice back and forth. And so, the International Friendship Program does provide cards for you at the table, like just conversation starters, but basic ones, questions to ask them. And then the whole point is just to have fun with it and just let them talk in english and then it's always fun because you can bring your kids you can bring i mean anyone it's meant to be informal they have restaurants on site in the union so you can get dinner if you want but it's just meant to be this place of giving them a chance to practice but also you to be able to be comfortable with people who are different from us it's yeah. a great opportunity yeah especially i like
0: i like that um they open that up for you to bring your kids too. yeah like yeah what a fun opportunity for yeah them too.
1: absolutely yep. yeah yeah
0: awesome Um, what else do you got going on? The Kids Hope. We'll have a Kids Hope update here in a couple, couple Sundays. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we are right now just right in the throes of getting our mentors all trained and ready to go. Um, and in fact, yesterday, our Kids Hope director, Nicole met with the school and now they're going to start pairing mentors with kids. So it's really, really exciting. Um, you know, Cody, one thing I wanted to share, I think this is the platform to share it, but as we got um, a little bit further down the road with Kids Hope Partnership, especially with Emerson, and we started to really get into the school now that the school year has started, we have just really noticed there's just so many high needs. Mm. Like this is not, I want our body to hear and podcast listeners in general, but I want our church attendees to hear like what we're sending our mentors into is pretty serious stuff it's really cool and it's amazing and these kids are i mean they're kids like we yeah. just I mean, if you love kids you're gonna love doing it but i also want us to to prayer back them because mm. um we know i mean i don't i think that anytime there's an opportunity to serve when you get into it you start to think okay there's a reason why god's called us here like there there's a reason you know this a lot of our listeners probably don't but uh we didn't really know where we were going to partner for quite some time. Like it was pretty up in the air. We thought we were going with another school and then we went with Emerson and we didn't know. And then, um, I feel like probably two or three weeks ago after school got started, we were in, we had a chance to be in Emerson and just a couple other conversations. I feel like as a team, it kind of hit us of like, oh, okay, this is why God has us here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not to say that our mentors won't be fully supported and equipped, but it's just been a huge reminder of this is a battlefield. And I think that when I think about community engagement and living life on mission and, you know, why am I so passionate about this? Why do we want to do this as a church? I think it's because once you step outside the doors, you really start to feel the sense of, man, the needs are huge and they're heavy. Um, and so when you think about kiddos and some of the things that they're asked to live through, you think, what better way to show up and to love them and Mm. to just think like gosh it it feels so simple it seems so simple and yet the impact that it it can have is is just stunning really when you think about it and so um while we're excited we are so excited about kids hope i feel like we are also a little bit going forward with trepidation of like okay god we Use us, use us, use us. We know you're going to use us, but also like we we want to be prayed up and ready to go because um, I think it's going to be pretty big. So yeah, and so yeah.
0: I was even just thinking about so we launched. You guys launched this announcement in this this past summer. Yeah, with mm-hmm. announcing that Nicole Ritter would uh, direct it and be kind of the lia- liaison between yeah. the church and and the Emerson Elementary School. Um, but the the National Kids Hope Program is a little bit behind the scenes they they were like oh it'd be great if you know you had what 10 like 5 they <laughs> said 5 they're like it'd be great if you had 5 mentors show yeah. up for the school and we're like okay and you know with covid <laughs> and stuff yeah. You just don't know where people's comfort levels is at with yeah. going to school. And, you know, yeah. there was a lot of prayer behind it before we launched it. And mm-hmm. then how many total volunteers did we get when, yeah. we, when we did that? Well,
1: so that morning, I want to say there was like 30 some. And then probably wow. two weeks later, we were up to 40. Yeah. And so, and some, you know, some have switched to being prayer partners. And so we've kind of moved around a little bit, but... I, I believe the last count, we were up to 17 who were getting trained. Okay. So, you know, some scheduling changes where maybe they'll start second semester, whatever that might look like.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, I mean, that's that was a huge response. Yeah. And the coolest thing for me being at the table was, you know, after we announced that and we kind of launched this thing, the amount of... I think for me the coolest part was the amount of older parents that came out on mm-hmm. fire for it because they would say, I used to do that when my kids were in school all the time, and they're like, of course I need to get back into school. And I, it just was such a cool picture of when you have – there's just something to be said about, like, God changes your heart. And you can't not do something with it. Like, yeah. you're just like, man, I have, I have it in me. So why would I keep it from these kids? And it's just, it was, it's so cool. Yeah, It's really cool. And the teachers, like in the admin, to think the other side of that is, yes, we are here to love the kids. But the other side of that is we are sending in, so let's just say 17 for now, since mm-hmm. we're starting to get in, we're sending 17 adults in that will be be walking in that front door with the knowledge of these teachers and admin um, staff are just really carrying these burdens. So how can I mm. help Help shoulder it? And so you think not only are the kids getting impacted, but our hope and desire is that the teachers and staff are feeling like, okay, we're not alone here. They see us. Um, yeah. That's one of the things we heard a lot with our, our schools that are lower income is like We're like people just don't really know they don't know how bad it is whatever all that kind of stuff they're just not Mm seen. and then a cool thing and then we can be done because i could keep talking about this but (laughs) a cool really cool thing was um so another element of community engagement i don't talk about it a ton because i kind of forget but we have two women that take some of our funds and about quarterly sometimes we'll do it more frequently but about quarterly we just do these huge gifts of whatever it might look like so For example, when we were doing the mask mandate back in February as a city, our city council people were just so kind and gracious to us as a church. Like, Mm. they would allow us to, I mean, you remember that. Like, they were just, they did, they wanted to hear from us, like, what works? Like, when you have your congregate sitting, do you need to drop masks? I mean, they were just very gracious, I feel like. And so we showed up with just a huge basket of goodies and no Mm. strings attached. Just like, thank you for being kind and gracious with us and working with us. And then we got to do that for the Emerson staff. So we did Kadoba, like a huge nacho bar for all of them the mm. first couple days of school. And the gals that dropped it off just said, like, how their faces just lit up and, like, they were just so um, blessed and just felt like, oh, this was just so sweet. And it's minor, right? It's Kadoba. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> not even a big deal. But to it's them. It's chips and cheese. Right. Literally, <laughs> it's chips and cheese and black beans. Yeah. But for them, like, I think it felt like you know you're being cared for on also kind of that practical level and we see you and we're here for you and more than just yeah. serving the kids but like we're here with you too. Yeah. So it's but, so cool.
0: And I'm just I'm thankful just for the response. Yeah. Um, me too. God God calling these people and and them at, and them taking the step to yeah. to step out and do this and Yeah. Um I mean this kind of ties together with the UNK conversation tables and mm-hmm. um Kids Hope. This isn't like this isn't like full-on evangelism.
1: Totally, this
0: is just yeah. connection. I didn't know if you wanted to talk. Yeah, talk about that at all. That's probably
1: a valuable thing to mention. Yeah, I think you know. I think everyone has a little bit different models, but I think here our model and thought with community engagement is. Um, that age old saying of like they they will be more receptive to hearing the gospel when they know that you're when that you love them and that you're Mm -hmm. there for them. And so we lead out with this idea of you start with relationships. And relationship is, like you've heard us say, it is as simple as showing up with nachos or it is as simple as showing up at the conversation table. And I think especially when we talk about international friendship program, actually all of them, really now that I'm saying that out loud, when we talk about all of them, this thought is when you live on mission, um, the way that you love people is directly influenced by how Jesus loved people, and we know through the Gospels, the time he was on earth, and the way that those writers wrote the Gospels, we know over and over we saw this, that he was just with them. Mm-hmm. And so there is that kind of that thought of when you're with people and you're present with them not with an end goal but with this thought of like okay they're hurting and we have the answer i can give them the answer through relationship and i i know we've said this a lot but really kind of believing that like life change happens in the context of relationship yeah. like we all have been there. If someone tells you you should do something different you don't know them, you're like, well, you don't know me. Yeah. Okay, fine. Good, good advice, but probably not going to take it to heart versus when you say, okay, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere no matter how messy it gets. Also, let's like, let's do this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I think that that is, that's really the heart of living on mission in your community is showing up first with things like the coffee to say, I love you. I see you. And then showing up again and again, um, knowing that you can give them the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Just always so.
0: having that door open for always, them to walk through. Yeah. Always. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's transition to the um, other part of community engagement, which you mentioned was Storehouse. Yeah. You had a birthday celebration.
1: Yeah. So we celebrated our seventh year last week, which is insane to think about. Um, we have seen. I don't, it's just been so interesting thinking back of the like first five years. And then especially with COVID, things have just been so different in the helping world. And so um, that's also been interesting to reflect back on. So usually with birthdays, what I love doing is, and my team knows this, but every year that's the time we evaluate. And so we look back and think, like, what needs tweaked? What needs updated? What's not working? whatnot, And then the other side of that is really always just remembering. So like year one, we always kind of go back and think, oh yeah, Think about so-and-so. They're still with us, and they were here year one. And um, think about that team member who's still here, all that kind of stuff. So just remembering. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is just celebrating. Um, And so we always do a year report where we get to look at numbers. We get to look at stories, and we get to sit down and just say, okay, do we we celebrate what has happened um, and the opportunities that we've had to serve people? Um, And then we just party. So, Yeah. yeah, so we did that, and it's been awesome and fun and Lots to celebrate, um, especially, I think, coming up. We don't really know what's coming because COVID did affect the helping world so much as far as there was a lot of extra funds. And so we just have no idea what God's going to ask of us in these next couple of years. And so there's been a lot of—it's been quieter because of the extra mm-hmm. help and assistance. And so we're just trying to be faithful of, okay, now that it's quieter— how can we use this time to really prepare and get our ducks in a row? Um, and you know, who knows what's coming? So we're just yeah. ready and willing. Um, and then just getting our hearts. So doing this for seven years, and a lot of my team's been here actually the whole time. Um, it's just really important for us to pause and say, okay, where have we gotten a little cynical? Where have we gotten a little you know, negative? Um, and so we've been doing a lot of that too, just through kind of going through like, okay, what do we believe about the gospel? Can it still change people? What if we don't see it changing people after mm. seven years? You know, how do we stay faithful? So it's also been a good time just to kind of reevaluate all that and make sure that we're, um, you know, keeping our hearts soft and tender yeah. towards people. So, but yeah, seven years.
0: What, like, I mean, you guys, I was just thinking about this past year. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys tweaked things on the fly. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. I mean, because... <laughs> So, if you don't know, Storehouse is on the north side of the building, and it's yeah. very, you know, it's a face to face ministry for the most part. But last year, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys, you know, adjusted yeah. really quickly and really well to, oh, to accommodate the <laughs> people in our community. So,
1: yeah. So, that, um, that, I'm so glad we got to go through that experience because it really hit at how good are we at doing what? the people need and so for example uh, and it's kind of a joke that i change things all the time anyway because i'm always like there will never be sacred houses for us because like we're always just like oh let's just (laughs) tweak it let's just switch it up i don't know whatever but the cool thing about that is we had already been pretty practiced in that thought of flexibility like Mm. we're just going to throw it out like if our if our model's not working we're not going to be married to that like we'll throw it out and put something new in Um, And so I think what that did to our team is it just solidified this thought of what is always our end goal. And as long as we're always stuck on our end goal, we can modify, I mean, to the nth degree, we can modify whatever model we need to hit that end goal. And the end goal never changed, but what the community needed drastically changed. Um, And I think, Cody, what's so cool is when we were thinking back into – those initial days of covid we actually our biggest switch was when kps closed schools Mm -hmm. and we immediately got with the counselors and started specifically reaching out to the families that now all of a sudden had kids at home they i mean they weren't they were relying on school lunches and breakfasts and then the backpack program for weekends and so now all of a sudden it's like well what are those people supposed to do and so I think it's so cool of God that that was our initial kind of um, in for the schools. And now all of a sudden, a uh, year and a half later, well, it was even less than a year, but formally a year and a half later, now we're actually, we've in got school. school partnerships yeah. and we're going to expand that over the years and all that. So it's, it's just so cool to think when you have this end goal of like, we're going to do whatever it is to help people. And then we just stay flexible
0: yeah. Um,
1: and yeah, there was a lot of like, I mean, I think I brought them in on a Friday, which was probably the last time we could all be together. And by that Monday we had a completely different process. Yeah. I mean, nothing was the same <laughs> as you remember, yeah. as no, I am like frantically I need a form.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, adjust on the fly. That yeah. was the year of the fly. I guess. It was. So, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But God stayed so faithful in um, just allowing us to Again, when the, when you're clear on what the mission is, it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever it is, let's just do we'll it. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, Storehouse is on the north side of the building, and yep. there's some construction that's going to be happening yeah. at least inside yes. the north side of the building. You want to yeah. talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, oh, man, I remember when I opened Storehouse. Um, so it was probably, I'd say, seven and a half, eight years ago when we all started dreaming one of our key questions was what is missing from Carney? Like we didn't want to just reproduce what everyone else is doing. Mm. And the two things that we had noticed of the two things we had noticed, one of them was there's no place people can just shower. So we do have a frequent amount of transients or people who, for example, their electricity is shut off, water shut off, whatever it might look like. And we will get asked like, do you have showers? Well, Many people probably don't know, but we do technically have showers. They weren't working, and they weren't really accessible. Mm. But um, I feel like it was back in our middle school days. We did, like, lock-ins is probably when we used them. So that's been a long time by now. (laughs) But um, we have always had that vision of, what would it look like to have just a safe, clean, quiet place for people to shower? And that's what we're going to do. So we are going to... um, Partner with So for the full church, what that also looks like is so we'll have showers for people who primarily are transients looking for just a safe place to shower. But then that other side is we're going to now offer a family restroom, which will be so helpful for, of course, families. But anyone who just um, there's just a lot of times a family restroom could be really helpful and can serve people. So yeah. that's there's a lot of, of mission behind that move. So we're really excited about it.
0: Yeah. So that'll be. Um if you're familiar with our building, that'll yeah. be in like the north hallway. As you're walking towards storehouse, there's a set of bathrooms over there, and mainly it's the women's restroom yep. side of it that's going to be yep. going to be revamped. So
1: yeah, so we're super excited about that. Yeah. Um, and anytime, I think anytime that we talk we say a lot down at storehouse um the key thing is when you have the basic hygiene like any anytime someone has to ask for something that would be really hard to ask for that's what we want to make sure we have and so that kind of that basic hygiene um is really foundational to a lot of things like we can tell them go get a job but at the end of the day if they don't have a place to shower like what does that do for your confidence level and, yeah. and there's just so much there's so much that goes with that and yeah. so now we can say it's really high quality, it's really well, um, it's secure and safe, um, you're going to be loved here. And then um, we offer things like laundry tokens, so we can always send them with that as well. There's just a lot of different things that will speak to that basic dignity of, of hygiene. Yeah. So, yeah, we're so excited.
0: Um, so, and we also mentioned in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll have a Kids Hope update. Yeah. Um, with that, we'll also have uh, our grace offering that happens mm. once a quarter. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to throw out, you know, um, you can give to the Grace Offering anytime. Yeah. um, Either on our website or through the app, but those funds will go to help any one of these community engagement partnerships Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. And then also through our uh, Deacon and Deaconesses Ministries that help those people that are a part of our church that that might need some uh, financial assistance. Um, But that'll be on September 26th. Yeah. Uh, honestly i just wanted to say how can how can the people pray um, oh yeah for for you for the the partners the students yeah. i mean there's so many things
1: yeah you know i think oh man um we everyone's saying this so i'll just jump on the bandwagon and say it but it just feels like right now there's so. Is people are just really struggling like the needs have always been there of course but um it feels like things are just really hard right now like if they were hard before they're extra hard right now and so i think you know from the people standpoint the people who need us to show up and who need us to love them i think the biggest thing is just praying for um their i want to say like just um, willingness to stay here, to just stick it through and to wait. Um, we just see a lot of despair. I mean, I back in the day, I'd say like, oh man, like life is just so hard for people. Now I'd say there's just a lot of despair, like mm-hmm. just can't see past the next day. And so I think I'm um, just praying with us for that, we pray that for that a lot, um, just the despair that people are feeling. And then I think the other big thing is um, we are in a unique time when you think about Serving and living life on mission because I don't know if you feel it, but like yes, we want to be on mission, but also we're we have things that we're struggling with, and it does feel like things are being heaped on everyone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what your level of need is, any any kind of need, it just feels like everyone is just dealing with so much, and so it's hard to um, when you think about serving and living life on mission, it's hard to balance also like you've got to care for yourself too. And mm-hmm. so it's just that other side of then praying also for people who are taking in stories, who are taking b- burdens. When we think about loving your neighbor, I mean, that like opens up a whole, who knows what they're dealing with. Dealing right. with. And if you're going to shoulder burdens with people and you have your own burdens, I mean, you need someone to shoulder your burden too. And so I think just those two sides for the people who are, have these levels of needs praying for them and just this despair we're seeing and then that other side of as we live life on mission just making sure that we have someone to help us too mm-hmm. um it's a lot right now yeah. but but it's not i mean it's not without hope for sure right. so yeah. kind of keeping in tune to that
0: yeah that's but. well said yeah was well, there anything else you want to want to add
1: oh that was a lot <laughs> so <no. laughs>
0: it was all really good i i don't know i'm really excited good. about um what all you you guys have going on with the community engagement and just the update that we'll have here in a couple weeks on on Sunday morning but yeah um, Justine thanks for taking the time yeah thank you all for uh, listening to the podcast we'll keep churning these out and uh, hope you guys keep on listening so thanks again see you next week